loves, and welcome to Radical Softness, where we introduce ways of gently embracing all aspects of ourselves with kindness, grace, and understanding. So that we can do the work necessary to expand upon our own personal growth. I am Ruinous Rapture. I am Venera. And we invite you to sit back, get cozy, and enjoy this deep dive today. hit the record button hello yay hello vanera hi how are you i've had a lot of stuff go down in like the last couple of weeks yeah i mean i know some of it's been not so good but some of it is exciting so i'm happy for you for the more exciting things um yeah i'm finally getting to a point where i can be excited about it whereas before it was very like anxious and scared Mm -hmm. but now I'm feeling more like stable in myself so that's good I'm I am really glad to hear that I and also I kind of hope that as you get further into that journey that it'll help you um it'll help with your recovery because you know when you're in that space where you're like constantly stressed out about every detail that's going on around you it's really hard to like rehabilitate and feel you know get get back into a good groove and routine of like self-care and I mean not that I think you neglect self-care but you know you know what I mean oh I have definitely been neglecting self-care lately it's really easy to do that when you're in a space where you're just like constantly stressed out about everything um yeah no I get it yeah definitely like so some people have been like, well, why aren't you more excited about like the new job? You're leaving the crappy place that where you got injured and just like a bunch of other things. And it's like, why are you criticizing me for feeling how I feel? Yeah, right. Like, let me feel how I feel. And like, I had to sit with that for a little bit and it's like, okay, so why do I feel anxious? Why am I scared about this? What's going on with me? And it's literally just an overwhelm of emotions so like i'm leaving the place that injured me i'm leaving the place that did not give a shit about employee safety time and time again Mm -hmm. um you know the daily stress of going to that job and having to literally nitpick every little thing with where health and safety was missing Mm -hmm. where i should have been protected i should have felt safe Mm -hmm. um coming out of that you know even my body wasn't used to not feeling that stress every day you know Mm -hmm. yeah so and then not only that but after i was injured i noticed that the bosses there from the different departments were always keeping an eye on me Mm. always checking on what i'm doing always magically appearing whenever a coworker would walk by and stop to chit chat with me for a little bit and see how I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so, yeah. Trying to mitigate any liability that they yeah, make sure yep. yeah. That's that's gross. Always up my butt and in my business. Yep. Try yep. Yeah. That's uh so uh going from that to suddenly not having to worry about that and my body wasn't used to it so i think that's part of it there's obviously some other personal more personal things with me that 
deal with that. But, you know, I just needed to give myself some time and space. And now I'm at the point where, yeah, I feel great. I want to celebrate the fact that I got out of that and I was able to get another giant, uh, another job lined up that, you know, um, if this other job doesn't work out, I can always just quit and find a different one. Yep. And, um, you know, it's uh, moving through different phases of a career, right? So, like, one, it's like stepping stones. Like, one, it like going up a ladder, right? Like, you hit one step and now the next step can only be um, upward. Um, I mean, you could always move downward, but, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's it's more likely that you'll move in the upward direction than the downward direction so yeah i think i think that's awesome and i'm really happy for you and um you know i'm i'm glad you are finally in a space where you can start enjoying that and i hope i hope you only get more excited as the days go on yeah right (laughs) well thank you like and you know I realized too that part of the anxiousness, even though I had another job lined up, was I'm not used to having um, choices Mm -hmm. when it comes to a job. You know, like it was always you have a job, be grateful for it, don't fuck it Mm -hmm. up because you may not be able to find another job. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is, but finding a job has always been super difficult for me. I'm sure there's lots of people who feel the same too, but. it just, I always got stuck with retail jobs because I could never get my foot in the door. I never knew somebody who knew somebody that, you know, could give me that opportunity. So Yeah, I, I will say that that was my experience too when I first um, started working uh, right out of high school. Um, that was my experience. And then like, it took a very long time before I started getting jobs that weren't, um, yeah, weren't like out of desperation. Yeah, yeah. It took a very long time, and um, it's it was really frustrating and upsetting, and like to have that feeling of like, like you said, for example, in the retail world, you know, like you have a job, you don't have a choice, and the schedule is built as they build it. You know, they might accommodate some schedule stuff, but it's very rare. And yeah, if you have to work Saturday at fucking eight a.m the day after your birthday (laughs) you know well too fucking bad or even on your birthday too you know yep so like just it's uh yeah I remember when I finally had that like 8 a.m to 5 p.m Monday through Friday Saturdays and Sundays off I was like what that what this this is this is real life Uh wait I get PTO what is this Yeah, and this will be like my first experience with that. And I'm in my 30s. I've worked retail over 10 years and like side jobs before that that were under the table. Like I've been working for a long time and I'm just now getting out of retail. Mm -hmm. Like, and for some people, it's like, well, you know, it's not a big deal. And for me, it is because I come from. Here's some Fenera backstory. I come from a place where, like, it was normal to fight uphill, upstream, every step of the way. It was normal to force things. It was normal to um, just have to do it 
whether you want to or not. Because if you don't, then you're going to end up homeless and you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad things are going to happen to you. And then uh, I was brought up also to believe that, you know, if those bad things happen to you, it's because you did it to yourself. Yeah. You let that happen to you. You didn't play the game correctly. You yeah. you did something negligent. You or irresponsible or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're you weren't grateful for what you had, so this is what you have to settle for. Like, I'm you. I come from a long line of where people had to settle for what they had and be grateful for yeah. it. And I don't want to do that yeah no I don't want that for me and I don't think you should accept that for you I think no I think you deserve much better than that everybody does <laughs> <laughs> well but you you especially because you know <laughs> oh of course because I'm amazing right. and wonderful and I deserve all the things and perfect <laughs> yeah um yeah no I I'm I'm really happy for you that's that's awesome yeah. possum. It's awesome possum, and I don't know why I've been saying awesome possum lately. Uh, <laughs> that like I have literally been saying that. Like I'll be in meetings and people are like, okay, so I'll do this and this and that, and then I'll uh, send you a meeting invite and we'll get that scheduled. And I was like, cool, awesome possum. Like that's been at the end of <laughs> every damn thing I've been saying, and I have no idea why. I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry because it's awesome possum. Uh, yeah. Actually, speaking of possums, my uh, friend sent me a shirt, like a an image of a shirt, and it was like it was a picture of a possum, and it said, "Live ugly, fake your death, eat trash, get hit by a car." And oh my god! And I was like, "We call that the American dream." Oh my goodness! I want that T-shirt now. I, Please, here, hold on. I will. I will send you. Um, the the image yeah here it is we'll have to put that up in the discord yeah too. no it's, it's pretty good <laughs> um but yeah here let me download this save image as um but yeah so anyway i i apologize for the awesome possum but you're you're gonna be getting more awesome possum from me because i just can't help myself uh fine. so uh what why is this sorting this way no not a long time ago i want today Where's the one for today? <laughs> you jerk. Why? What? Okay. Well, anyway, this is not important. I can I can fuck with this while while we talk. Um, show and folder. Oh, because I'm an idiot. That's why I saved it to not my. Okay. Well, whatever. Fuck it. Um. Hello. So this morning, uh, this is the thing I was telling you that I was thinking about. Not, not to change the subject, but I just, as we're talking about um, mammals and felines, feline-esque mm -hmm. creatures. Um, so uh, this morning I woke up and I was laying in bed and Kupo, our cat, came and laid on top of me like he does. And I was petting him and he's purring. And then I got kind of, not sad, but like a little disappointed because I thought about it. And I was like, do cats, like it's, it's not fair that cats don't, that cats don't fart like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like I was thinking about that, right? Like, so I, I looked it up. I was like, do cats fart? So apparently cats do fart, but. Oh, yes. They do. But it's quiet, and 
No, no, it is okay, not. Okay, okay. So, 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 so maybe, maybe you can make me feel better because I've never heard a cat fart, and I was thinking to myself, <laughs> it would be really funny to just have these little creatures like running around farting like my dogs do because my dogs <laughs> fart, right? <laughs> And, like, sometimes it's really loud, and sometimes it's just, like, little, like, you know, kind of sound. But but I thought it would be really funny, like, if Koopo just, like, you know? Like, that would be hilarious. And I was, like, oh my really sad this morning that I've never heard a cat do that. So, anyway, um, that's All right. the type of shit I think about when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Don't ever change, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I used to have a cat. Her name was Bug. Mm-hmm. And while she was a kitten, she'd have the nastiest farts. Oh no, poor baby. So both kittens would come up. I lived in a bunk bed at the time. But And when I say lived in a bunk bed, that's literally all the room was, was a fucking bunk bed with my sister Mm -hmm. like excuse my language but it was just a fucking bunk bed that's all it was (laughs) there were no dressers there was no furniture it was just a bed Mm -hmm. that's it so it was like a a a full-size bed closet that was tall enough for the top bunk oh barely because if you tried to sit up uh yeah you'd smash your head oh fun yeah so just just barely um anyway (laughs) so both kittens would come up to the top bunk bed to sleep with me and bug would uh let one rip (laughs) and it wouldn't be very loud but you could hear it and you'd be like what was that and all of a sudden you'd smell really nasty cat food farts And there was one particular night when I was being bad and I'm a Tamagotchi, mm-hmm. uh, and I heard her fart. And I just got the idea, after she kept farting, to go and, like, push on her stomach oh, a no. little bit. Poor baby. Just, you know, like... Help alleviate the gas. Not a drum, but, like, you know how you would, like, just do a little pattern on a drum or whatever? I would just lightly push her stomach a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to beat or whatever, and yeah, the farts matched <laughs> to my pressing on her stomach. Oh. That poor cat, Aww. and it startled. That's that's <laughs> so that's the that's the best part. So I was talking to Jordan, like I had this thought in my head, and I was thinking about it, and he woke up, and I was like. I, I was telling him about how I was sad that cats don't, that I've never heard a cat do that, right? And then I was like, but you know what? It's probably for the better that they don't do that because, you know, sometimes my dog will fart and it'll look at its butt and it'll go, oh my God, what was that, right? <laughs> but a cat, when it gets the, oh my God, what was that? It just like freaks out and runs across the room and it's like, yeah. so it's like trying to escape its own butt, Right. That that would be that would be the cat experience if it's got startled by its own <laughs> fart. And so anyway, yeah, cat farts. Little little cat creatures just walking around making poots. <laughs> it does happen. Well, one day, one day I hope to be fortunate enough to witness it because I think that would just make my fucking day. Um. 
anyway, yeah. You know, I didn't used to think farts were funny. <laughs> but as I get older, farts are funny. <laughs> farts are very funny. Um, so, yeah. What was it? The other day, he... Uh, DJ Rebirth, my husband, he was, uh, he, he was, so he has for his, um, in his stream, if somebody does like the lurk command, you know, it does the ICQ, uh, oh noise, you know, and yes. he was talking about like creating an unlurk command and he was like, oh, what should the sound be for the unlurk command? And him and his chat are going back and forth. And then he's like, Oh, I know. It should be a fart noise. So I'm like, that's stupid. Like I'm I'm sitting in, in the bedroom, like listening to this on my phone. I'm like, that's dumb. And then he goes to like, I think he went to YouTube or something while he was streaming. I was playing Rune Factory 5 on my Switch. So I, I don't know if he was sharing his screen or what he was doing. But anyway, he was trying to find some fart noises. And the very first fart noise he played, I just like... <laughs> I busted up laughing. I was like, okay, so farts are funny. Okay. <laughs> so that is funny. It's not stupid. I'm stupid for not realizing how genius the, the suggestion was in the first place. So, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I, I think farts are a terrorist attack. <laughs> okay, like, um... listen. <laughs> I've been trapped in a shower where somebody farted oh. while we were taking a shower and I just about fucking died. Yeah, no, shower farts are the fucking worst. Those are disgusting. Like that early morning first fart. Oh, God. When you know later in the afternoon that that food baby is going to arrive. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I died. <laughs> That's I banned that person forever. I was like, anytime you fart, you gotta go to that room <laughs> and you were sitting there because I don't know what fucking black magic you got going on, but when you fart and walk away, it follows you. <laughs> yeah, you have to cessate in your in your stink for a little bit. Yeah. Don't bring it over here. Yeah. It was so bad that like when I would visit them at work and like drop off lunch or whatever, um they would be laughing and giggling with another co-worker and the third co-worker would just be sitting there dying i'm like oh no what happened he's like they've got the fans blowing towards me and they're farting in it i was like what the hell <laughs> rude literal terrorist attack yeah no okay so i will say i don't i i can't handle if if you've got a stinky ass keep it away from me <laughs> But like purposely fanning that at your your coworker. Oh my god! Just because if rude. Yeah, that's 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 uh. You should go to jail. Straight to jail. Yeah. Straight to jail. I am calling the police. <laughs> uh, so like whenever we were in the grocery store, they'd be like, "Hurry up, walk fast." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> They're like, "Either get ahead of me or walk really fast with me." Why? You'll know. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Yep. That's... And the funny thing is, is if we went to the other aisle, I could still smell it in the other aisle. Oh, God. Yeah, they need to get their butt checked. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Blood and stomach. They they've got some warfare capabilities. Yeah. Oh, the- yeah. The coworker would call it the bowels of hell. <laughs> like literal insides were rotting to death. Yeah, you you are decaying from the inside. You need. Sorry, I just so. Uh, side note: If anyone heard that, that's a that's a. Uh, label with perforation and I was pulling on it so I want to get back to this conversation about the farts but I want to apologize because I know in a previous episode I was sitting here fucking around with like a plastic bag and then another episode I was playing with I have a fidget cube so I was like click 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 and I didn't realize it was getting picked up on my microphone so anyway when I did that just now with the perforation I was like oh that probably showed up in the microphone and (laughs) <laughs> anyway, and I haven't I haven't apologized for uh, the assault. Speaking of terrorist attacks, the assault I I, uh, I committed against your ears. So <laughs> I'm, I am officially apologizing. This is my official statement. I am a dweeb, and I apologize for for not being able to keep my hands still. Anyway, yeah, no, that person sounds like they're rotting from the inside and they need to they need to get their butt fixed. Yes. Although it's probably for the best that they haven't gone to a doctor because then there'd be official record of it and then some yeah. some government would want to like use that for evil. Yep. <laughs> so it's probably better they keep it a secret. <laughs> but they should really only use that power for good. Yeah. Instead, I got gas-bombed in the shower. Ugh. Disgusting. Where I had, like, shampoo in my hair. Oh, so you can't leave? And soap all over, so I couldn't even leave. Oh. See, and that's the thing, too. Like, okay, if you have particularly stinky farts, like, that's one thing. But then to do it in the shower, it's, like, amplified. It's so much worse in the shower. Let's see. I brought this upon myself, which is the worst part. Oh, no. Because they're like, I really have to fart. And I was like, just fucking do it. Who cares? Well, like, I have to fart. I don't fucking care. I hear you fart all the time. It's not a big deal. Whatever. (laughs) And then he's like, okay, so let it rip. And I almost died that day. So it it was my own fault. I I am very sorry that... um... You had that experience, and if you ever, if you ever need to talk about it, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for you. I'm sure there's a journal entry about it somewhere. Speaking of journal entries, I've been really bad about, um, about keeping a journal. Like, I, I have these periods of time where I'm really good about it, where I will, mm-hmm. I will keep a journal and then whatever, and then months will go by, and I will just not make time for it. Um, I think part of it for me, for me, is uh, space issues. Like, we have space in the house, but we haven't really built the house out. We've been living here for, like, what, two, three years at this point, but we've never really taken the time. My husband and I are clearly neurodivergent, and do not have the attention span or the the motivation to to make things fancy and nice. Although 
I need a nice aesthetic space in order to feel comfortable and whatever. I don't make it yours. I don't prioritize it, which is my bad. That's like a bad self-care thing that I don't do. Um, But anyway, so I think part of it is that I, I haven't set my space up to be my space. So I don't have anywhere that I feel super cozy to go to like like I have spaces I could go to but they're not spaces where I'd be like oh I really want to spend time in that room you know and the room that I do want to spend all my time in isn't one where it's conducive to like introspection and writing like a writing surface and all that so that's on me. <laughs> you know what your next project is now. Yeah, I've been talking about um, the room that I'm currently using for my office space for work. Um, I've decided that I want to make that into like, not like a living room. Well, okay, I wanted to make it a living room, but husband was like, I don't want that to be the living room. Yeah. That's exactly what he sounds like when he says it too. Um, so <laughs> I believe yeah, it yeah, too. Perfect impression. Uh, nailed it. Um, so he was like, I don't want that to be the living room. And I was like, okay, fine. But then I started thinking more about it. I was like, okay, it doesn't have to be the living room, but I do want to put a TV in here and some sort of media streaming box so I can get some stuff on there. And then I could get a nice little love seat and some side tables and some lights. And the side tables could be not like super fancy or anything, but like the kind where I could put like my colored pencils or some acrylic paints or whatever. And then the coffee table I have in there is one that um, the tabletop lifts upward, right? Like, like you could pull it upward. So it's like up mm-hmm. at your like whatever for easier eating of like dinner or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was thinking like, oh, that I could make that like a little... You know, so when I sit there and I'm like, I would really like to draw or paint, but it, you know, can't really do it in this room. And I don't want to leave this room because I'm watching the show and I'm enjoying it and whatever. I could just do it in that room and it would be the same experience, but now I actually have the space to do it. So that's my next project, which means I will have a surface in which to uh, journal. And I'm not that far from the other room that I enjoy uh, hanging out in. So I could turn the TV off and have ambient noise in the background while husband's doing whatever he's doing. And I could journal and not feel like I'm separated from my home, you know? So that'll be good. That'll be good. That is my next project. You are correct. (laughs) I was also thinking I would really like to paint this room that I'm currently in. I'd like to paint it purple. Ooh. Or, like, a really dark burgundy, because um, burgundy is my favorite color. Wait, yes. have we talked about what your favorite color is? Is it, like, a teal, turquoise, blue? Yes. yes. I love that. I, I love that color. I, I think it's really, um, it's a nice accent, especially, like, up against, like, an orange and a brown with some gold. Oh, so pretty. So pretty. It really is. And I love that... So it's, it's, it's true with all colors, but especially I feel with like a teal turquoise color, you can get so many variations of Mm -hmm. it, whether it's more green or more blue, whether it's got a little bit of purple in it or something like that. It's just, I don't know. I just love it. Yeah, no, it's really great. 
Also, if it wasn't clear to the listeners right now, we decided that we were just going to shoot the shit this episode because, <laughs> um, I don't know, I enjoy listening to people just kind of banter back and forth and we figured, why not? Yeah. And we could touch on, we can touch on a lot of different topics um, without, you know, it's, it's, it's soft because we're having a conversation that's unfiltered. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of... So you get all the verbal diarrhea that just uh, pops out, like cats that can't fart. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little sorry that I, I subjected you all to that, but I'm also not sorry. <laughs> like, you need to know. I'm sorry for bumming everyone out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That this was a question in your mind that was plaguing you. Well, or, you needed to let it out. So when I looked it up, right, Google was like, oh, yeah, cats fart, but it's quiet and it doesn't really produce an odor. And I was like, mm. really sad by that, because if, if I had it in my mind that like, OK, cats just are incapable of farting, then it would be like a little less disappointing to me because it's like, OK, it's just something they can't do. But when the internet said no they fart it's just quiet and i thought that's not fair that's they've been they've been denied a really like hilarious feature and <laughs> i i was really like bummed by it and i i messaged some friends and i was like uh just so you know i was thinking about this and this is <laughs> Oh my goodness. This is this is what it is. And then at the end I was like, I'm sorry to bum everyone out because like, you know, cats don't don't make audible fart noises. But Venera has just confirmed that they are capable of it. So now I have I my hope has been restored that one day <laughs> I will experience that goodness. You know, another another one of those um like I I don't know like those random like insane thoughts that I have um I will sit there and I will think about the fact that you know what my pets don't know my name and that's sad <laughs> they don't know my name yeah. they don't know my name they don't they don't know my name and Vivi and Biscuit they don't they don't know what San Diego is and <laughs> something else my husband points out he's like they don't even know what 9-11 is i was like oh, you're right they don't know history they don't know history they don't know they don't know like world events like major world events that we went through mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's so sad poor things but yeah, they don't even have like a collective history of dogs to refer no, to. No, that's so sad. That's so sad. But I mean, my dogs are pretty happy, so I don't think they give a shit. But you know, yeah. here I am. I mean, you be too if you didn't know all that shit. Is that is that like the definition of the phrase "ignorance is bliss"? <laughs> I I think so. I mean, if all you do is lick your ass and fart all day, like. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> that would be the dream. I call that the dream. Um, <laughs> to be able to lick my ass and fart all day. Um, all right, that's like the epitome of life for humans to get to. Let's let's get there. I think that's actually what enlightenment is supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's why that's why you know we're encouraged to do things like move our bodies like through and yoga and meditate and all that it's so we can be flexible and durable enough to lick our own asses and fart and be okay with it yeah (laughs) i accept this (laughs) this is the life i want to live um, no, it's definitely not the life I want to live, but I, I can accept that this is the trajectory that humans are meant to go to. <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm just not going to be the one, and I'm not going to be alive when it happens, right. and I'm okay with this. Okay, like, I'm not like, oh, I'm really excited to just fart all day. <laughs> but, but I like the idea that that's all I'm responsible for doing, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, uh... Okay, and also, to be clear... <laughs> I am not, I am actually not the farter in our house. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, I, I kind of picked that up. <laughs> I, I think they're funny. Um, I do get very offended when my husband farts near me because of what you said. <laughs> it is a terrorist attack. But I do quite enjoy hearing him fart in the other room and asking him if he needs to wipe his ass. I, that's... <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Um, I, I, t- I I have a new one you can ask. Yes, what? Did you pee a little? <laughs> I mean, they're the same muscle areas, right? Yeah. They push on each other. <laughs> Did you pee a little? Yeah. Okay, okay. That, that fart sounded really intense. Did you pee a little bit? <laughs> Do you need to change your pants? <laughs> yes okay that that is that is now being added to my list of questions all right i'm glad i could help this is why you're here <laughs> to help i am really great at building off of ridiculous ideas so as long as you come up with the ridiculous ideas i will help you build on them <laughs> yay the snowball we will take over the world I, you know there's a there's this uh concept in improv that's called I, I don't know what it's actually called but I know it's like yes and right so like one person will say something and the goal is you don't say no when someone says something you don't say no because that stops the scene in its tracks right so the goal is yes and so the other person after one person suggests something the other person is like yes and and they build on it so that's that's what you're describing right now (laughs) like i'll come up with a ridiculous idea and you will help yes and and we will just yes and yes and yes and forever and it'll be great and then um this is why i say i'm a great number two and that doesn't mean like oh i suck i can never be number one it's just I have a hard time coming up with an original idea mm. or like, you know, the the vulture scene in Jungle Book. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Kind of oh, thing. God. Like, if somebody comes up with an idea, I will build off of that bitch. Yep. I will build a whole entire empire and I will get it straightened out and organized <laughs> for you. You just say the word and we'll go. Yeah, no, I, I on that point, I'm a good... Uh... Point five. <laughs> so like, so like, I and I just did it again with with the audio stuff. I just started. I don't know if you can hear that. I'm fucking with a hook on the side. So I can't because we're on. That's Discord. true. So, li- dear listener, I apologize. I'm I'm assaulting your ears again. But anyway, I'm a good point five. Like I I'm really good at coming up with the initial initial idea. Um, 
and then I need I need someone to kind of like help prop that up a little and then I can and then yeah. I can get to the 1.5 but um and then and then after that it's like okay now now we can we can teamwork this but but yeah so so that that what you were talking about like what do you want to do oh what do you want to do that yeah. that's me and my husband that was me and my husband literally last night I told him last night so this is a good example of being a good 0.5 right 0.5 I was like I want to do something together and he's like okay what do you want to do I was like I don't know play a video game and then that's where it stopped <laughs> like it wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't like to see because for me a good one would be I want to play a fighting game with you right you get specific you get specific about the type of game but no i was just like i want to play a game with you and then it was a lot of back and forth of the you would do oh you would do and we did that for a good like (coughs) i don't know 20 30 minutes and then Mm -hmm. finally we decided on mario golf and it ended up being fine but that's uh that's the thing and you know not to not to go down the like okay we've we've hit the peak of the roller coaster now let's get into the sad stuff um but i i i kind of felt bad i was like do do we not enjoy spending time together because we can never decide on what to do we just sit there and go and then we just stare at each other and no one knows what to do like I look at it as kind of a power dynamic, too. Like, some people are just so people-pleasy that they don't want to make a decision. But if you try to make a decision for them, they instantly go, well, I don't feel like doing that. Uh, yeah. And it's like, well, if you had an opinion, why didn't you, like, make a list? If you can't choose or you're scared to choose, at least make a list of things. So, like, for example... um, the last relationship I was in, we would do that a lot. Be like, okay, well, do you want to hang out? Sure. What do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Do you have a preference? No. Okay. So then from that point, I would be the one choosing literally everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's watch something. Is there something in particular you want to watch or not watch? No. Okay. Well, if you're going to leave it to me, you know, we're going to watch something you don't want to watch because I want to watch it and you don't like the things that I like to watch. So then you're going to feel resentful and angry because we always watch what I want right. to watch. But we only watch what I want to watch because you never say what you want to watch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, for for me, okay, so so uh, in, in, our, in my relationship, it's like this. Um, he is very flexible and like doesn't really care. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there are things that he's like, nah, I don't want to do that. But there, for the most part, he's kind of like, eh, like, I could do whatever. I could eat whatever. I could whatever, you know? Um, <clears throat> but me, I'm like, okay, I know I have preferences and I know I'm a little pickier about that. But my mind is blank and I have no fucking idea what to do. So he'll be like, so I'll be like, I want to hang out with you. And he's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I, I, I really don't know. And he's like, okay. And then, uh, he actually, there's a movie I've been trying to get us to watch recently. He's like, well, we could watch your movie. And I was like, I I really don't feel like sitting through a movie right now, you know? 
And then I started to feel like an asshole because it's like, I'm the one who's like, I want to hang out. And then he's like, finally making suggestions. And I'm like, "Eh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. But eventually I was like, oh, well, we could play. And then, and then I was like, we could play Mario Party. And after I said it, I was like, oh, I kind of don't want to play Mario Party right now. Like, I, like, I want to play something like that, but I don't know what you know and then he was like i guess we could do that and then i started sitting there thinking about it It was like oh we didn't play that that mario olympics game since we bought it and he was like yeah we could do that and then he went digging for it and then i remembered mario golf and i was like oh we could play mario golf and he was like yeah we haven't played that in a while either so we ended up doing that but it doesn't always go that smoothly (laughs) yeah so basically for me i'm indecisive and i have no idea what i want so well sometimes you just want to spend time with the person whatever that looks like right like yeah i would be perfectly fine sitting in a park with a book laying on a person's lap uh, while they do whatever you know yeah and that's kind of usually our dynamic is um you know like i'll be doing one thing while he does another and we're sitting next to each other um but i i wanted something more interactive yesterday and um, yeah. but I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm I'm. It's more like I just want to hang out with you. Um, and one of the reasons why I was like I don't really want to watch the movie was one I wasn't in the mood to sit still. But two, um, he has a tendency when we watch movies together to fall asleep. And oh no, that that is one reason why I don't enjoy watching movies because I'm like, listen, <laughs> like if you're gonna fall asleep, that's no fun. Maybe you should start talking during the movie. <laughs> I do. I, I, I will look at him if I notice he's falling asleep. I'm like, why is blah, 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 blah. And then, like, half asleep. You know, and also, hold on. I want to back up a minute. What is it with... Okay, I, I don't want to use this broad brush where I'm, like, painting every man as being this way. But this is something I have noticed that only men in my life do. And I'm wondering, like what it is about it why is it and i'm sure there are women who do this but like it the majority of people who do this in my life have been men what is it about when you're falling asleep and somebody asks you are you falling asleep that the response is no <laughs> like why not just be like yeah I'm, I'm i'm falling asleep like why no i'm not falling asleep like what is that what is that? Guilt? <laughs> for falling asleep? Is it guilt? I don't know. I, I guess it could be. I mean... He never really... I've seen... noticed the partners that I've been with when, like, I go to bed or I go to turn something off, they immediately wake up and they're like, Oh, well, well what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm getting ready for bed and you were asleep, so I turned this off. Well, I wasn't asleep. It's like, yes, yes, you were. You were snoring. <laughs> you were snoring. Do you see that puddle of drool right next to your head? Yeah, you were asleep. If you did that while awake, I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> I don't know. Guilt, unawareness. Who knows? I, yeah, I don't know. And once again, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that that's only a, a male trait, but I have noticed. The majority of men in my life do that, and I don't know what that's about. Well, it's probably because. You've only ever been in a bed falling asleep with a partner that's a man. That's true. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. 
so there you go painting my experience (laughs) (laughs) on to the rest of the world (laughs) as if it's fact that's uh you know the very human well it's a fact of your reality and i think it's a very human thing to do is to (laughs) to be like well that's my reality so it must be truth um yeah but no i i don't i i like if i start falling asleep during a movie and someone asks me are you falling asleep i'm like yeah because because i'm a little babby and i want to go to bed I'm like yeah come yeah. On, go to bed because i can't stay awake dang it my throat's very dry i think it's this room honestly i need to get a humidifier in here um i feel like there was something else i was gonna say about not necessarily that but we were going down a rabbit hole <laughs> i mean that's a ruinous rabbit yes, hole. Yes, yes. I, I, and I, w- I was actually going to say that, like, that's that's the best part about uh, sh- this, this shoot in the shit episode is that it gives me the opportunity to just, you know... Um, Brain dump. Yeah, squirrel. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no. Uh, stuff. So, like... So... Go ahead. Oh, go no, ahead. you go ahead. I, I want to hear. I was going to say, like, uh, we were going to talk about things that have been popping up for both That's of us That's literally what I was just about to say. So, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, so here, how about you go first? Because you're a little more brain organized than I. <laughs> <laughs> I I just pretend to be. Okay, well okay yeah i i am my brain is just a bunch of scrabble tiles like strewn about the floor and it's like you know it's like okay well there are words here somewhere (laughs) but you really have to start flipping things over and you kind of do it at random you know so some things i've noticed pop up and it's probably because like I've been doing research on the side for other topics that we're going to be doing as well as um, trying to move out into a new space since new job um, ended a relationship and just trying to move on with my life. I've been getting a lot of uh, quote unquote relationship advice stuff on the grams Mm. and also a bed commercial. Oh boy. Even though I haven't really been looking for a bed or anything, it's just like, oh, all right, they know. Yep. Now the if if you know, it's like the it's like the 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 uh what do you call it where they connect the dots, right? Like, oh, you're... yeah, the algorithm knows something. Yeah, it's like you're moving? Oh, you probably need furniture. And what's one of the more important things of someone who's moving? They might need a bed. Um, or a new bed because they're like, oh, well, I'm moving. Um, may as well get a new bed. This is the perfect time to do it because mattresses are fucking expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Stupid expensive, by the way. Like, it's not fair, but I don't know. Like, how expensive is it to manufacture a mattress? Uh, it, it depends on the bed. Yeah. Because I've seen beds anywhere from like 300 to over $2,000. Yeah. No. And I, yeah. I've noticed as I've gotten older, I need uh, uh, higher quality mattress material because mm-hmm. my back is a piece of shit. So, um, but anyway, yeah, no, the algorithm. 
It knows. Yeah. I like that we the algorithm. Like it's the like <laughs> the monster, the beast, the mm-hmm. the the creature. <laughs> um, but really, really, it is. Um, yeah. So I was um, just doing some research on attachment theory because that's something I used to study a lot. Originally, when I went in dove into psychology, I was interested in relationships and connections, not just um, romantic, but even like friends and family kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's what my goal was, was to become like a relationships therapist kind of thing. I don't know. Um, But anyway, I was looking into that because there's some new stuff out there. And it's always good to update what you know and not stay anchored to old information. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is around romantic relationships and different ways of like owning what you say and how you say it. So like, for example, saying something like, I feel like we don't spend a whole lot of time together and I miss you kind of thing. And different ways that people can react to that or even just come to the partner and say that kind of thing. It's been interesting. So can you, because I actually don't know, like I kind of think I feel like I understand like what that is just based on the description, but, or the, the title, but what is attachment? Like what, what is attachment theory? Oh, so attachment theory is based upon, um, if we're going to go old school, on the relationships and attachments we form as a child and how that affects our relationship attachments when we're an adult. Because the very first person you quote unquote attach to or even learn about human connections and emotions and things like that is through your parents Mm -hmm. and your peers. Okay. And what they have found is a lot of the types of relationship style attachment between the parent and the child when it's a brand newborn baby uh, is reflected in your relationship styles later. So for example, if you had a parent that was very disorganized, so that could look like um, intermediate sort of affection and attention. So say you're a baby and you cry, only sometimes the parent would appear and attend to you. So growing up, you would have a disorganized or a more aloof attachment, supposedly. Um, There's other things like temperament that have a role in play in here. Um, If you're aloof or disorganized yourself, you may feel in relationships that people are super needy and always wanting your attention and you just don't have the time or attention span for that. Or maybe you feel scared to give them more attention because you were never given that constant attention and affection yourself. Mm-hmm. So that makes you in turn aloof. Okay. Um, so somebody who's a secure attachment would look like um, being affectionate and giving attention um, as needed whenever and being secure in themselves as a person. So not feeling anxious or aloof towards other people. These are just very broad general terms, and there's a lot of different attachment styles out there. And, uh, you know, uh, you can have different attachment styles dependent on the person even they have found. You know, you may be more secure with one 
group of people versus very anxious with another person. And is that like, are their findings, is that kind of like, well, if, uh, for example, your most early experience, your most comfortable experience, uh, regardless of what that looked like, uh, that the type of people who more look like that you're probably going to have a particular attachment style that is more i guess i won't i won't say like default behavior because that sounds like not the right thing to say i think i understand what you're asking so like for example if you were an anxious attachment um because your parent was aloof Mm -hmm you're more likely to go go towards something that's familiar. Yes. Okay. So, and and the the funny thing is, and this is the very classic attachment style, the anxious person going for the more aloof, disorganized. And unfortunately, it's a cycle where the aloof person makes the person more anxious, and then the anxious person drives the aloof person up a wall because they feel needy and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a vicious cycle. Um, it, so also, I want to premise this. Um, you will not always have the same attachment style. You can grow out of mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's not going to be the same for each person. Because originally, um, back when I first started studying this, um, early 2000s-ish, it was believed that you only had one sort of attachment style and that was it for everything. Mm. But people are way more complex about that. So like, for example, the last relationship that I had was aloof, but also secure at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, I never had to worry about them cheating or being interested in somebody else or making bad decisions with money or whatever, you know, like there was some security in that, Mm -hmm. but it was also aloof and disorganized in, um, how much attention I got. I never knew how much attention I would get, when I would get it, what that would look like. And, um, I, even though that would normally cause anxiety, it didn't cause me anxiety because of the security in other places of that relationship. So, a follow-up question to that, could that also be as a result of the length of the relationship, too? Because Oh, yeah, too. Yeah, because what I'm thinking is, like, as a person who's entering into a new relationship where that's the dynamic, if you have that anxious mm-hmm. attachment or that unstable, like, what you're talking about. Like, I imagine that that would make you anxious and make you, not you, like, Venera, but I mean you, the general you. That would make one anxious and feel a little uncomfortable and whatever but as time went on and you learn to build that trust like then it might feel like okay this is aloof and not whatever but it it's secure because i know what to expect like yeah based on the time and that i've been involved in this and know um yeah like time definitely plays a role in it. Um, and like I said, temperament is also a thing. So for example, am I normally an anxious person? Am I normally a secure person? Like, and how fluid is that? Does that change over time? Um, and then there's also things like, um, personality, the different dynamics of personality, how open are you to new experiences and things like that? That also has, um, an effect on your attachment styles. So 
I would like to say while your personality characteristics have been primarily shown to stay the same throughout life, Mm -hmm. your attachment styles and how you connect with people may change drastically. Mm -hmm. That's That's just my opinion and from what research I've done. That's really interesting. I mean, I, I mean, that makes sense to me because I feel like, <laughs> okay, let's get artsy fartsy here. Um, I feel like for me, I am like this fluid thing, right? Like there are some, for example, let, let's, let's go the fluid route, right? Like say you're a body of water, right? If you are the ocean, you're always going to be salt water right? You're never going to be a freshwater thing because you are the ocean. You were born the ocean. You were tempered to be the ocean. You will always be the ocean. But so you will always be saltwater. But what you're talking about here is like the, uh, what the, I'm about to say the word turbulence, but that's like air thing. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, like sometimes there's, you know, you could be a, typhoon or tsunami or you could be still water or you could be like you know um just gentle waves you know (laughs) or you could be Mm -hmm. closer to the shore or you could be really deep or you could go towards you know the more shallow end or whatever so like you have that um that ability to be so many different things even though you are salt water right uh Exactly. So that's, uh, so that makes sense to me that over time, like you could change, like you aren't, you are a saltwater ocean, but you are not the deepest depths of, (laughs) you know, and you are not the shoreline. You are all of those things in between. And, you know, sometimes the weather dictates that and sometimes this. So that, that, like I said, going the artsy fartsy route, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. People be complicated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> there's a there's, there's a lot of nuance. Um, but yeah, no. Like the whole saying that people are a snowflake, you, you kind of are. We, you have some basic foundations, but then all the little intricacies make you different. And it makes you different in interactions with other because not only is it based upon your temperament, your personality, your history and experience, because those things also play a huge role on your attachment styles and your personality as a whole. Um, you're also being exposed to somebody else, their attachment style, the way they treat you, their attention, their affection, and how they connect and interact with you is going to then be a back and forth between the two of you and form some kind of connection between the two of you that is an attachment style how attached are you to this person and i don't mean like what is their value or worth it's the form and way that you decide to interact with each other Mm -hmm. yeah no and i so like for certain like for example with one person if you know they speak or talk in a particular way you're going to be more sensitive to that. So let's say a person's very sarcastic and there's stuff that they say could sound really rude and hurtful to somebody on the outside. But for you, you know that person intimately and you're securely attached or whatever, so it doesn't bother you. 
you know that it just is what it is that's a really good example because when my husband and i first started like streaming on twitch um we, we had a few people who um who are very good friends but at first they thought i was just mean to my husband mm -hmm. they were like wow you were really mean to him i'm like no that's our dynamic like you should hear the way he talks to me <laughs> like <laughs> and no one here is taking anything we're saying personally because we know that when we say it we're saying it as a joke like it would be different if it was like passive aggressive and then you're like oh no it's just a joke you know but no like i yeah. when i <laughs> you know when i call him a doofus i'm literally just being silly now if he did yeah. something like forgot to pay a bill and i'm on stream it's like yeah he's a fucking doofus and didn't pay the bill like then that's very different that's yeah. that's a, i mean and maybe that's not a good example but but because that's a little more overt but like you you get what i'm saying right like if i'm just out yes. of the blue being like yeah that's because uh, like he burps and he's like excuse me and i say there is no excuse for you like that's a joke like clearly i don't mean that but anyway yeah that's that's a really good example like other people perceive that as being like whoa that's a little intense but between our relationship yes. and how we understand each other and that dynamic and that attachment style that was like no we're just playful it even goes so far as to like we have different identities in different spaces and with different people too mm -hmm. so like you're going to act different when you're with your family versus when you're just with your husband mm -hmm. um and then also place so environment plays a role too so how you act with your family when you're at their house versus when you're at your own house is going to be very different because the rules and the social norms and expectations and the scripts that we create is going to be very different so all of that plays into human being mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes sense um People be complicated, yo. People be very complicated. It's kind of like, you know, once again, going back to licking your butt and farting. Like, why? <laughs> Only it could be that simple. Right? Like, God, to be a dog. To be a dog. Um,. Although, that that being said, I'm sure my dog's inner life is more complicated than I dismiss it to be, but... because We will never we know. We will never know, because I can't be a dog. I can't live the experience of the dog, and the dog can't tell me how I'm getting it wrong, so... Yeah, they can't tell you the uh, existential crisis <laughs> that they go through every time they gotta lick their butt. Right? Or, like, any time they can't... Um, like, if, if their favorite toy just gets whittled down to a nub and I have to throw it away, like, what do they go through when I have to throw that out and they can't find it? Um, speaking of that, Vivi has recently... So, the very first... Um, <laughs> speaking of attachment style, um, the very first toy I ever gave her was this, like, pink stuffed elephant. It is the only toy she hasn't completely destroyed from that time Aww. period. And she still has it in her crate and everything. And the past, like, week, 
there have been quite a few times where when I let her out of her crate in the morning to let her go potty, um, she takes that pink elephant out of her crate and brings it downstairs. And every time, me and my husband pick it up and put it back in the crate because if it's out in the open, Biscuit will find it and he will destroy it. <laughs> and that is Baby's first toy. And for whatever reason, she hasn't destroyed it. So I'd like to keep that. But I don't know why she's been pulling it out of her crate lately. Like, it's hmm. interesting. She's been bringing it downstairs. And I'm almost wondering if she wants it downstairs so she can play with it. But, like, I also don't want to leave it out because I don't want Biscuit to, like, ruin it. <laughs> you know? True. So I'm like, eh, I feel a little bad. Anyway, that was a tangent. Ruinous goes on a tangent. Just think of how, like, mindfucked she is every time she goes to bed and is back in her Right? Crate. No, I was thinking about that. Like, <laughs> like, like, she brings it down, she drops it. I put her harness on her, let her outside, you know, put the chain on her, let her outside so she can, you know, do her business. She comes back inside and the toy's gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not where she left it and she, you know. And then at night she goes to bed and there it is in her crate, like, like, does she does she understand that that's what happened? Does she even care? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> but I have thought about that. Like, where she, like, is she disappointed that it's not there anymore? Like, and then maybe like, don't put it away right away, and see what she does when she comes back inside. Like, does she pick it back up and carry it around or something? Like, yeah, I'm wondering if maybe do some investigation. You know, I'm wondering if maybe what I should do after she drops it on the floor, pick it up so Biscuit can't get to it, and then, um. After she, once she comes to the door, drop it back where it was, then let her in, let Biscuit out. Because I have to let them out one at a time because we only have the one chain and I have to use the chain mm -hmm. because these jerks jump the freaking fence if I don't and I don't want them getting hurt. So anyway, so when she comes back in, see if she does something with it or if she just ignores it because that's also a possibility. Have I, have yeah. I told you about the fact that she, like, at night, when I say bedtime, she picks up a toy, brings it upstairs, puts it in her crate, and then doesn't touch it, and then she just hoards all these toys. Yes, you showed me a picture of her stealing all of Biscuit's toys. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like, a couple of weeks ago, um, she didn't bring a toy with her upstairs, and she goes upstairs and she walks directly into Biscuit's crate, which is something she never does. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's not your crate. And you know that's not your crate. You never do this. What are you doing? And she was, like, sniffing around the floor. She found his favorite, like, there's this orange, it's like a twisted, hard plastic chew toy. It's his favorite thing to chew at night or in the morning while he's in his crate. And she picks it up, runs out of the crate, and then runs directly into her crate. She's not even chewing on it. She just wanted to steal it from him. She is such a jerk. My, She's a husky. She is a bully. Yeah. <laughs> Huskies are smart like that. Yeah, she And little assholes. She really is a little asshole. Like, I love... I, I She is the reason. I So, she's my first husky. Um, but she's also the reason I will never not own a husky. Because... They are filled with personality. They're the most, oh, yeah. they're the most human-like dog I have 
ever run into. Like, dogs exhibit human-like traits, right? But, like, she is so... When they say, like, a dog or a cat, you know, basically is, like, a toddler, right? Like, they have the mentality of a toddler. It is so true with her. Like, you can just see it. It's like, oh, my God, that is child behavior. <laughs> um, and it is hilarious. Um, but it also sometimes is really annoying, so... <laughs> they have tantrums oh god does she have tantrums they know when their walks are <clears throat> supposed to happen and they get pissed when you don't do it oh yeah she gets huskies are on a different level <laughs> she, she knows when it's bedtime like so they go to bed at 8 p.m which by the way 8 p.m is her like she set that bedtime i did not set that bedtime that is when she wants to go to bed um and if she is not, like, if we haven't put her in her crate by 8 p.m., she gets, like, really bitchy. Like, I have never seen a dog, like, cherish sleep as much as she does. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. We were talking about attachment style, and no, I went down. This is the rabbit yeah. hole. So <laughs> now that you bring up sleeping and animals, my cat. Uh-oh is the best worst alarm clock. Oh my god. I don't know what it is, but she is like right on the dot every fucking morning. Five or four in the morning when I would get up for work for my last job that I recently quit. Mm. If I was not up, oh, she would jump up on the bed, get on my chest, and meow and yowl in my oh face. God. Koopo does stuff like that. It is so, <laughs> like. <laughs> and then on the weekends, mm -hmm. so she double dips. She's figured out how to do this. I would get up and I would feed her. Mm -hmm. Curtis, when he would get up, he would feed her. Mm. So she would beg for food like she was starving both times. So I stopped feeding her that early because... Then on the weekends, she would try to wake me up at four in the morning. Yeah, no, rude. Rude. Yeah. Evil. So now on the weekends, she tries to wake us up at seven in the morning. No. Because she wants her food. Bad kitty. And she will go over and like jump on him, crawl all over him, and scream in his face. And I'm just like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Until I get up, feed her dumbass, mm -hmm. and then when we when we like officially get up and move around, she acts like she never got fed at seven in the morning, Ugh. like a furry little asshole. Yeah, Koopo does stuff like that. He actually the other day like was do so. Okay, I've been having issues with sleep lately. Um, like I haven't been able to sleep, and although last night was okay. I, I went to bed and I was able to go to bed. But most night the, the most of the nights this past week I've I've had a really difficult time. Like I'll lay in bed and it's like, okay, this is just not happening. Um but a few nights ago, um, I was like tossing and turning. I was up like until fuck, I wanna say like three thirty in the morning. Like that was the last time I, I looked at the time. Like it was just bad. And I finally finally fell asleep and then here comes koopo at 6 a.m 
screaming. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ignore him. I'm just going to sleep and ignore him. And then he's, every now and then he does this. He doesn't do this all the time. But every now and then he does this. He hopped onto my bedside table and just knocked my lamp over. <laughs> like, just knocked it over. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I, I was, I was not happy because I had literally just fallen asleep. I'm like, what? Now I'm like two and a half hours asleep and you're waking me up. Like, why? Why do you hate me? like yeah and then of course after all that commotion um because jordan it it woke jordan up and he was like and he he put food in koopo's bowl and that kind of stopped him but then of course vivi was like i need to potty which she never does that that early in the morning and she's like whining she's like and and huskies when they she rarely whines and makes noise unless like you're playing with her or she wants something so she's in her crate doing the husky sounds yeah i'm like fuck it just everyone stop (laughs) please i need some sleep (laughs) poor dog she needed to potty but still like why the yeah. day that I get no sleep, you do this to me. And the weirdest thing is, Boo has always been like this. If I was not up at a certain time and she knew that I was supposed to be, get in my face and start screaming at me. Mm. Cool. Whether it's for food or not, she knows I'm supposed to be up and she's like, get the fuck up. You know, Kubo used to do that back when we lived in San Diego. He used to do that, but for my bedtime. He used to, like, follow me around the house and scream. Oh, yeah. And scream at me until I went to bed. Like, he's like, you're... She used to do that, too. You're supposed to be in bed right now, young lady. It is past your bedtime. And he would just scream at me, and then I would go to bed, and then he would cuddle me in bed. Yep. Um, Boo would do that, too. She'd get super pissy if I was not in bed at a certain time. Yep. It's, it's your bedtime. Why aren't you sleeping? This is me time, Mom. Go to bed. <laughs> but yeah, like, at 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock, she wants food. Mm. And if she doesn't get food, she's gonna raise hell. <laughs> She'll whine throughout the day and pretend like she's starving, but she's not. Mm. Yeah, we... So, Kubo can free feed because we have his food, like, sitting in the um like on a counter that bandar can't get to because bandar is a bit older and he can't jump that high anymore um but i mean he could still jump pretty high but he can't like he can get onto the bed which is up pretty high but he can't get up onto like countertops and shit or maybe he can he just doesn't want to but um anyway uh bandar we've had to put on a feeding schedule and kupo is attuned to that (laughs) feeding schedule so he will scream at us if we haven't fed bandar yet (laughs) i mean bandar screams at us because we haven't fed him yet but like koopa will start and then it becomes this cacophony of stupid (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) like it just uh yeah and we're like we know we know we haven't fed you yet don't worry we haven't forgotten we're not starving you on purpose. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, fucking cats. Down the rabbit hole we go. Yeah, right? Freaking cats, though, man. So when you were talking about uh, free feeding. Yes. I used to do that back when I lived with my mother and we had seven cats. Mm -hmm. We would have free feeding and they all got along enough to eat in the same spot. But after a while, we noticed a big giant pile of barfed cat food. Oh no. And I don't mean like a hand size. No. Even a fist sized. Yeah. I mean like a big giant plastic shopping bag size of barfed up cat food. Yeah, someone was gorging themselves because resource guarding. That's what that sounds like. Yes. (laughs) So we could never figure out who it was. Until right before I was moving out, I watched my cat barf up a big giant plastic bag sized barf pile of cat food. Was this Boo or was this a different? Yes. Baby girl. I don't know how her body handled all that food yeah and then she started eating it afterwards Ugh. and then all the other cats would come over and start yeah that's that's a thing that is a thing like it is like if if kubo or bandar or biscuit or vv pukes the other dog is like oh well first the one that puked is like i'm gonna put this all back in my body and then the other one mm-hmm. is like uh here let me put that in my <laughs> in my body. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um so I looked this up and apparently that's something that cats do in the wild is they will eat as much as they can all at once and then later when they're in a safe spot barf it up. Wow. And then eat it at their own pace. That is disgusting but kind of makes sense because like yeah like Mm -hmm. you hoard all the resource you can and then puke it up and then like you have that resource available to you Mm -hmm. but like stomach bile yeah and she's got i don't remember if it's pancreatitis or appendicitis i think it's pancreatitis i always get it mixed up but essentially um she's a scarf and barf cat And all the vets giggle when I say that, (laughs) because they know exactly what I mean. Um, It's not uncommon. It's a fairly, you know, well-known thing that cats will scarf and barf and then later eat the scarfed and barfed food. Mm -hmm. Um, But it causes, you know, acid reflux, which can cause appendicitis or pancreatitis. Um, Also, you know... Uh, anorexia, which exists in cats. You'd never think bulimia and anorexia would exist for an animal, but it does. And, uh, yeah, like you were saying before, resource guarding, it can also uh, create some eating behavior problems for other cats and dogs and things like that. Yeah, Vivi used to resource guard um, toys, but I through because of that and also her space like like the sleep thing like she resource guards mm-hmm. her space uh when she's tired 
But because of that, that's how I learned about resource guarding. And typically food is a very common thing. Um, yes. Bandar, the reason he's on a feeding schedule is because he can't handle free feeding. He is the type to gorge himself. Um, he does puke. But it's not the the scarf and barf thing. It's more that that one is more he eats too much and pukes and then leaves his pile of puke. Like um, maybe it maybe it is a resource thing. But um, yeah, he just eats too much and pukes. And then also he had uh, feline diabetes. And the interesting mm. thing about feline diabetes is you the the cats can go into remission with that. Yes. Um, so if you just like manage their food and whatever, they can they can get out of it. So he is currently in remission for feline diabetes, and that's that's why um, we we have him on a schedule because he can't handle the free feed. Kupo can handle yeah. it, but Bandar can't. <clears throat> yeah, and with Boo now, I heavily heavily cut down on how much she eats. Mm -hmm. Just because she is always puking, always puking, and it's not always food. Um, sometimes it will be stomach bile, and that's also a normal thing for cats, is they will puke just liquid stuff, mm -hmm. frothy liquid stuff. But the number of times she pukes, so a cat is not actually supposed to have a bunch of hairballs in a month. Mm -hmm. um, your cat's only supposed to puke maybe three times a month maybe five five is pushing it mm -hmm. she will puke almost once every day yeah. um that's when i can tell she's having a flare-up yeah um and i can tell also when she's having a flare-up when it's just watery frothy stuff and never a hairball if there's a hairball involved then i know what what's going on it's because of the hairball right um, but once she starts puking up food and it's only ever food, that's when I have to go and get her a shot from the vet and take a look at um, how big the uh, infection is because that's the other thing. Pancreatitis will come and go. Yeah. Um, it, it will get inflamed and then that'll press up on her intestines and all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Poor baby. How yeah. how old is she? She's almost 20. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I've had her since I've been out of high school, pretty much. Wow. That's impressive. Um, is she, like, a yeah. particular breed of cat, or is she just kind of... She's just a calico. Okay, yeah. It's interesting to me how cats, like, dogs have breeds, but cats, there are some breeds, but for the most part. And I think that's because, like, cats can get impregnated by multiple males, right? Yep. Yeah. So, like, there's literally no way. I mean, maybe there's a way to breed, or, uh, 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 what's that word? Uh, uh, classify breeds for cats, but we haven't taken the time to do it, <laughs> like, especially since they can be so muttly like that. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned that. Most quote-unquote cat breeds, like Siamese, Himalayan, um, whatever, those have, like, very strict characteristics with all the other ones. It's based on the color and the, um, the shape 
of the designs on their fur. So like tortoiseshell, that's not an actual breed. Mm -hmm. That's just the pattern of fur. Yep. No, that's and that's that's exactly what I, where I was going because like Bandar, he's just a black cat. And so when they talk about his quote unquote breed, he's just domestic short hair. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like um and that's that's kind of funny to me because you have and it, let's talk about that, right? Like black cats, right? So he's domestic short hair, and when you say domestic short hair, you think okay, domestic like his his fur is short, right? But his fur it's not short, short like the short because there's there's different levels of short, right? When it comes to cat hair, yeah. <laughs> his is kind of fluffy for short hair. Um, but then you've got really long hair, short, uh, uh, black cats and. All that but you're right it's based on fur length and uh pattern and yeah yeah it's it's amazing to me but like yeah i'm or even like the size of the cat so like you can tell when it's a norwegian forest cat versus uh, a maine coon mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah which is based on the size and the shape of their face yep yep Yep, I think Kubo is closer to Norwegian Forest than Maine Coon. Um, but yeah, that's exactly it. Cause he, because his coloring is between the two. Uh, yeah. So weird. It really is. But like, of course his fur is shorter. So like, it's like calling him a Norwegian Forest Cat feels... Uh, yeah, it just feels weird. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they've got, like, those pygmy cats, too, like the super tiny ones. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Like, I think they're really popular over in Japan, I think? And it just boggles my mind that, like, oh, there's a different breed and style of cat in a different country. Like, you don't think of that, really. Like, the, the English or, like, European badger versus the badger in North America. Yeah, I was just, when you said that, I was going to say, like, foxes or um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, different pandas, even. Like, the red panda versus, like, what we know is the typical panda bear. Like, that's regional. Um, yeah. And even, like, things like wild dogs very different in australia versus in north america or even horses like the uh the scottish horse versus the horse in north america they look very very different mm -hmm. i <laughs> animals make me so happy <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad we've gone down this rabbit hole um yeah yeah no it's amazing to me or like um even so going down that route like you mentioned australia like magpies right like magpies in other areas are way different than the magpies you would experience in uh australia and some of that has to do with not just their size and what they look like but also <laughs> their behavior <laughs> magpies in australia from what i understand can be pretty aggressive <laughs> well they're aggressive here too do you have magpies in your area yes oh my goodness so i have not so 
coming from Portland, Oregon, where we had a lot of crows, uh-huh. lots and lots of crows and a lot of blue jays. And I don't mean like the crested blue jay. I'm talking about the noisy, loud motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I move up to where I am in Canada and there are no crows. Like there are maybe a few, but you rarely ever see them. There's a shit ton of ravens and magpies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only time you see like a like a pigeon is a downtown. They don't exist outside of downtown. Yeah, that's the same here. So coming from San Diego, there were crows fucking everywhere. I actually really miss crows because crows yeah. are hilarious. Like watching crows is awesome bicker and fight with each other oh and just like sit there and like make stupid noises there was a place (laughs) so like there was um one of the actually one of my favorite jobs i ever had um and it was the place i left before i moved to omaha um i was talking to one of the maintenance guys because he used to stop me and chit chat with me because i had tattoos and he was like i like your tattoos blah 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 and I also had funny hair color. But anyway, so the one of the maintenance guys, um, I was standing outside and just kind of, you know, on my lunch break or whatever. And he came up and we were chit-chatting and I was watching a crow that was hanging out. So it was like, not like a sky... So it was, our, the building wasn't a skyscraper, but you know how skyscrapers typically have that like glass look all the way up? Yes. So it, it was a building kind of like that. And along the edges of the the panes, there were some areas where they would have those, like, um, metal kind of platforms. And I assume that's for, like, maintenance and washing and other such safety type things, right? So there was this, like, metal platform. And I was watching this crow just hang out there, just scream. Like, it was just like, ah! Like, hanging out on this wood or this uh, metal platform. I'm sitting there watching it, and this maintenance guy comes up, and he, uh, he was, like, talking to me, and I was like, this is hilarious. And he was like, yeah, that crow has caused a lot of problems for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Why? And he's like, well, the person that was in the office that is right there where that window is, that crow shows up every single day. And would just like pack the window. <laughs> so first of all, would just scream all day, right? But also would just peck the window. So apparently he had to move the person that was in that office. <laughs> oh wow. He had to help carry out all the furniture and whatever and move them to a different office. And I'd love that. I think we've talked about this before, but one of my favorite things, my absolute favorite things is stories about animals that cause inconveniences to humans yes that is my favorite so if you have a story where an animal has just like completely like ruined someone's day (laughs) i i am so i am here for it i have a story (laughs) oh my god it didn't ruin my day but it was the most hilarious thing i have ever seen in my life and i I wanted to videotape it, but when I got my camera out, it was too yeah, late. Yeah, right? That is always the, that is always the case. Always. So, this magpie had some beef with the squirrel. Oh, no! 
<laughs> and the squirrel was with me. <laughs> so the magpie was like hopping around and this squirrel comes up and like jumps up on it and is like tumbling around with this magpie and I've never seen like a magpie fall over and like tumble around like that before. Magpie takes off flying with the squirrel in its like feet. What? Flies like a block down the street, a whole fucking block with the squirrel <laughs> hanging on. Oh no. And then all of a sudden they both just drop from the sky, <laughs> tumble around again, and like fight. Where the magpie is like jumping and doing little jumps in the air, flapping its wings and being loud. And the squirrel's jumping up and like trying to attack it. <laughs> so here I am following these two motherfuckers down the block, which just happened to be where I needed to walk to get home. <laughs> And they're just fighting for, like, two blocks. The same thing. Like, the the magpie would take off and the squirrel would be at its feet. Oh, no. Eventually, the magpie got away, but it was missing some feathers. Right. Like, there were feathers all along the way. And uh, I'm just laughing. And then all of a sudden, the squirrel turns and looks at me. I'm, I booked it. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with you, the squirrel. <laughs> yeah, right. Leave me alone. That squirrel was like, want some? You're like, nope. It was. It looked directly at me and it's like, what, bitch? And I'm like, who else? Money, my business. Bye. Who else wants some? <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, no. There was another time where I saw two magpies picking on a cat. Oh, no. Yeah, this, this scraggly looking cat, and I went and, like, fought them off, and they wouldn't leave this fucking cat alone for, like, all the way up and down the street. Mm. Even though the cat left. And I know magpies are really, like, aggressive if you're near their nest or fuck with their nest, but usually they fuck off after a while. Yeah, yeah I'm wondering if that cat probably had been a repeat offender. Yeah, that cat wasn't even, like, fighting them or anything. It was just letting the magpies peck at it and, like, lifting the cat up in the air and shit. You know, that's always, like, the craziest thing to me because, like, you look at pictures of magpies and they just seem like, like birds. But they're actually pretty big and strong. <laughs> like They can be, yeah. yeah. No, um, here in... Omaha like so we don't get crows I mean I've seen a few crows but not very many so it's sad we have a shit ton of grackles which people out here call crows and I'm like no this is not a crow <laughs> this is a very tiny little black bird that is a grackle it is not a it is not a crow and I'm not an expert on birds but anyway and then the pigeons you don't and pigeons are hilarious by the way but, yeah, you mm -hmm. don't really see them unless you go in, like, downtown areas. And even then, I don't think we get many pigeons out here. Um, I miss seagulls because seagulls are also little shitheads. <laughs> there would be seagulls all over the place in San Diego. Um, and shit. I only see them in shopping mall areas. <laughs> 
They don't exist anywhere else except for shopping mall areas. Right, because they're looking for food. They're like, yeah. so like in Australia, they have the ibis and they call it a bin chicken. Like that's the, <laughs> they call it a bin chicken because the ibis is looking for the trash. And that's exactly when I think bin chicken, I also think seagull. Exactly. I think of the seagulls because the seagulls are literally bin chickens. They are looking for trash. Like I lived in inland San Diego, so East County, San Diego, which is very inland. It's about 30, 40 minutes from the beach. So seagulls have no business inland. What are you doing here? There's nothing here. We don't have fish. We don't have whatever. But they figured out that's where the trash is. So yes. <laughs> they moved inland to find the trash. So in high school, uh, during lunch, you would see just like a shit ton of seagulls. Because also my high school was very close to the dump. So you would see like just a fuck ton of seagulls. It, it was a thing. People would get shit on by the seagulls. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a thing um yeah so anyway um yeah so i really miss crows and we do get the larger birds out here what they call raptors so like your owls your falcons your um uh uh i think osprey yeah I, well i don't know about osprey but i think um art no, ravens aren't, they're not raptors. They're still in the corvid class, right? Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, we do have some ravens out here, and I have seen some. And I could tell because they are not, like, like, I've seen some crows out here. But you could tell it's a raven because that motherfucker, like, you're like, uh, yeah, you are not a crow. <laughs> so when I look at a raven and a crow, I actually can't tell based upon size which is which because it's, back home crows were huge mm -hmm. it's the sound though it, i can tell from the sound like the caw caw like annoyed motherfucker sound versus the very guttural like, like yeah, caw yeah they no they um uh ravens have a very different call than than mm -hmm. crows but like out here like you you can tell the distinct difference you're like yeah, you. I think there's also something slightly. Actually, I'm not going to say that because now I'm questioning myself. So I'm going to keep my thought to myself. But yeah, <laughs> you can tell. So I've only seen, and not up close. I've not seen it up close. It's been like mm, probably about. I'm bad about estimating distance. Like across the street and then like several feet. Like. You could just tell, like, you are not a crow. You are way too big to be a crow. Like, not even, like, like, not even, like, oh, you're a large crow. <laughs> like, like, no, you are definitely not a crow. Um, but, yeah, so I've only seen a couple of those. So that that is to say, like, seeing crows out here, I've seen ravens out here, but not very many. The most we get are a lot of grackles. But we do get a lot of, uh, especially during the winter months, uh, cardinals, like the red, oh. the red ones, the red yeah. with the, the the crests, and they are fucking majestic as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> cardinals are amazing. I've only ever seen one, and it was in Ohio a long time ago. Oh God, yeah, I love seeing the cardinals. They are so beautiful. Like that red. 
Holy shit. So yeah. red. Um, yeah. Anyway, I... I... <laughs> but, yeah. So I have a, a bird princess moment. Okay, do it. So, like, domesticated birds fucking hate me. I don't know what it is, but they hate me. What'd you... Um, <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna make it... I didn't do shit, man. <laughs> so... This it all saw, started. It saw you eating sunflower seeds and you weren't sharing. And so, uh, like, <laughs> if only it was that simple. <laughs> they're like, this um, bitch don't share her sunflower seeds. So, it started with my mother's parakeets. She always had to have a parakeet, and they've always been little assholes. And then my cousin had a parrot who was like obsessed with getting out of the cage and wanted, like, on me, but it was too scared to be on me. <laughs> Eventually, when it finally got on my arm, everybody's like, oh, look, he's, like, rushing up to your shoulder. He likes you. Like, he really wanted to be around you and everything. <laughs> that motherfucker ran up my arm, took a bite out of my cheek, and tried to fly <laughs> off with it. <laughs> I, I was imagining, like... That bird hated me. I was imagining you were going to say that, like, oh, yeah, you tried to peck my eye out, which I would have expected. Like, he would have been, like... No. But, no, he tried to bite my cheek. He... And take off he with like it. He, like, grabbed your cheek and tried to fly. <laughs> yes. With it in his mouth. What a dick. And parrots' mouths are fucking sharp. Yeah, no. They hurt. Yeah, no, even, um, we had a, uh, oh my god. I, we had a parakeet, but what's the other one? Uh, cockatiel. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. like, 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 yeah, and those are little tiny little beaks. But yeah, they, they fucking they hurt. hurt. That hurts. That ain't nice. Like, like even a chicken pecking you, that hurts. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, so my fairy princess moment, wild birds love me. Domesticated birds fucking hate me. <laughs> so I went to a place called Diamond Lake. It was a place that my mom would regularly drag me and my sister out to. And on one of the days that they were going to go fishing... Which, by the by, is something I hate doing. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, no. I enjoy going out on a boat on the lake or the river, but I don't enjoy the actual act of fishing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so I stayed and was just reading a book, and we had a bunch of nuts and stuff, so I was eating that, and I noticed a bunch of birds suddenly like appearing everywhere. Um, ever since I've had braces, I've been able to, like, whistle through my teeth. Oh, nice. And I could mimic some of their calls. So I started doing that and, like, put some nuts in my hands. And I actually got a bunch of birds to land on my shoulders and my arms eating out of my hands. That's awesome. It was pretty fucking cool. So you should, um, there's, uh, an artist who I love. His name is Scott Radke, R-A-D-K-E. Um, he is amazing. He used to do, he used to paint, but now he does sculptures and stuff. But his Instagram, uh, when it finally shows up in my fucking feed, uh, he, he does have some, uh, like, slow motion video of him just holding his hand out full of bird seed in the middle of the woods because he lives in the middle of the woods. And just, like, random birds will, like, land on his arm and just eat seed mm -hmm. out of his hand. Um, and it's amazing. Like, it is the coolest thing. Um, I am jealous. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we get deer in our front yard and stuff, but like that only happens while I'm sleeping. So like we'll look at the security cameras at like 3 a.m. and there are deer in our front yard. And mostly it only happens during the winter months. Um, but like we live right across the street from a this this like area where like wild turkeys deer uh i'm sure other uh wild animals but like every now and then when you drive down the street near us you'll see like a whole like group of wild turkeys just walking around and <laughs> they are really cool wild turkey like i've been up close like i'm talking like less than 10 feet from wild turkeys they're very cool to be that close to they are huge but also they can get aggressive so it's oh, like yeah. this it's, it's like this this respect of like i am really excited to be this close to you but uh i am also scared <laughs> and so you know what i just realized mm -hmm. we've reached peak old people <laughs> oh, no. you know what? grandpa always excited bird watching trying to get you to look in his binoculars to see the fancy bird and shit okay, hold on we're old we're officially old people we're excited okay but listen <laughs> listen actually i was talking about this the other day like so it came up someone mentioned that the orb weavers by their house and i i got really sad because i realized like oh my god it's been like a couple of years since i've seen any orb weavers i used to see really cool spiders and really cool fucking moths like i'm talking big moths like i told you yeah like i used to i used to i tried to breed moths for a little bit like the big ass moths um and i used to see those all the time and now like the past couple of years i haven't and i realized and i mentioned that i was like why the fuck we haven't seen any orb weavers or or moths or anything and my husband pointed out oh yeah because we hired an insect control uh, company because we were mm -hmm. we were getting ants and um our windows we need to replace some windows and doors so we were also getting flies and things like that so um we we have a pest control thing that like comes around and sprays and that's why we don't see any of those i got really sad because i love so in addition to the birds and <laughs> <laughs> you know the turkeys and the, all that like i miss the bugs i miss the bugs yeah i don't see any bugs yeah anymore. i don't ever really see very many butterflies or moths around here and i don't know if it's just because it's too cold up here like you get the tiny little moths Did you... and the occasional butterfly but like there's not very many to the point where like the university i went to started its own apiary because they're trying to bring the bees back. So I, you'd think being in like flat plains and wildflowers, there'd be a bunch of bees, mm -hmm. and no, because they just keep dying. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So did you used to have like the really like fun moths and stuff like that, or back home? Yes, but I mean where you are right but now. But back home is like the breeding ground for that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Here, no. Okay. Um. So, you know, I went from being West Coast to not very far from the West Coast, but the, what's the word for it? The, um, just the, the zone of wildlife and plants and everything. So being in Portland, Oregon, that's around mountains and 
it's by the ocean and everything. It's essentially breeding ground for forests, insects, birds, all sorts of things. Whereas now I'm in like the flat plains where it's super windy, gets really cold and really hot, very extreme temperatures and everything. There just isn't a whole lot that can live here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. So there aren't like there are bugs here, but they just aren't the same. Yeah, because here in Omaha, we're also considered flat plains, but and we get we get the extreme temperatures, but not like like in terms of like winter. I think sometimes we get the like extreme negative zero uh, negative yeah. temperatures, but not like that extreme. I would say the most. Yeah, extreme... we get up to negative forty with wind yeah. chill during the winter. Yeah, I think we the the and and it's rare we get like maybe negative thirty with wind chill but like it is rare i would say most of our winters we usually hit between negative two maybe negative 12 to fucking uh 30 degrees during during the winter and i mean positive 30 so that's us during the winter during the summer months it's like between 85 to maybe 100 but there's a lot of humidity so yeah there's not very much humidity up here it's very dry so we we get a lot of insects because of the humidity and whatever i was actually really surprised so the lake near our house um a few a couple of summers ago i was on a run back when i used to run um and uh okay it's kind of a sad story basically there was a turtle in the middle of the the pathway that had been crushed by something looked like maybe someone ran it over with its bike with their bike or whatever so this turtle was crushed and it was dying and a bunch of people were surrounded by it because they were like or surrounding it because they were like oh my god this is sad um and whatever but like i was very surprised like how a turtle could survive <laughs> like the winter months here because turtles they require um yeah they require like I- i've had box turtles before uh they they require some heat and this did of course this was more like a, a lake turtle like the the more water turtles mm-hmm. not a box turtle but i i was very like wow there are turtles here so apparently we have turtles here we also have frogs mm-hmm. here um, although the frogs are probably not that crazy uh, to imagine because I know a lot of places like the Midwest and whatever they they talk about their frogs but but I was just really amazed that we have turtles here <laughs> like yeah. we have wild turtles okay cool yeah the crazy thing is like when I go to the lakes and the rivers here I don't remember if I heard frogs but in terms of like wildlife, you don't see it in the water. You don't see a fish jumping every once in a while, eating the bugs or anything normal like I would back home. Mm-hmm. It's just the best way I can describe it is it's very quiet and dead. Mm. That's uh, yeah, yeah. In San, like, San Diego, it's a lot just of so weird. Yeah, in San Diego, a lot of all of that was man-made so that makes sense to me like oh 
you know, your man-made lakes. You don't really see the, the jumping fish or um, things like that. Um, out here, I don't know if I've witnessed jumping fish, but once again, I've only been around the man-made lakes. I haven't gone to the, the, the river that we have out here, um, or any, any of the, like, naturally occurring lakes. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Yeah, like, you'd see crawdads occasionally, you'd see, like, fish moving around, um, there'd be lots of bugs on the water, you'd see little snails in the water on rocks and things like that. And, like, when I go to the rivers and lakes here, you don't really see that. That's sad. You don't see it. Yeah, it's just weird. It's, it's a different uh, biodome. That's what I wanted to say. Or biosphere or whatever. <laughs> you said biodome, and I immediately thought of Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in forever, and now I'm thinking that's that may be my mission tonight. Because D&D tonight has been canceled for me, so, mm. yeah, I might. But yeah, like, the most DC for bugs is, like, fruit flies, yellow jackets, and mosquitoes. Whenever it rains in the summertime, you know a new batch of mosquitoes are going to hatch. Mosquitoes are so fucking mosquitoes. Yeah. They're so mosquitoes. It's so bad up here, too, because, like, there... <laughs> So I'm sure people have heard the joke that there's only two seasons. There's winter and construction. <laughs> so because there's so much construction here in the summertime, there's a lot of like vacant empty lots that have collected the snow melt. Mm. And that's perfect bre breeding ground downtown, especially for all the mosquitoes. So anytime there's a thunderstorm or it's going to rain, you know it's going to be a new batch of mosquitoes. That's nuts. Yeah, no, we. Yeah. I, it's funny you said that there are only two seasons, winter and construction, because that's that's literally Omaha. Like, mm -hmm. because winter, like, just straight up trashes the roads out here. Mm -hmm. And 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 when I say winter trashes the roads, it's not winter that's trashing our roads. Let's be honest. It's human intervention with winter. That is trashing yeah. the roads. It's the salt. It's the plowing. It's the vehicles. It's all of it that's just trashing the roads. So, yeah, during the spring and summer months through the fall that you can, because fall really only lasts a week here. Um, yeah, you're just constantly, like, diverting where you're going to go because the road mm -hmm. is being repaved. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. But, um, like, when I go home, the roads are so smooth, I fall asleep in the car. But here, it's like a bumpy ride. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I remember when I first moved out here, um, I thought my car was busted. Like, I, yeah. I was driving down, because I, I was used to driving that car in San Diego. And I thought the roads there were bad, because, you know, everybody complains, Oh, the roads are all fucked up, blah, 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 potholes, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what a fucking pothole is. Let me tell you, now that I live in a lot, let me tell you what a pothole is. A pothole is something that will destroy your fucking car. <laughs> you can roll your ankle in it. Yeah, your your tire is fucked if you go through yeah. a real pothole. Like, that. I've had so many flat tires as a result of hitting potholes. But anyway, um, yeah, like, the first time I drove out here in my car, I was like, 
I I thought that the people because I didn't drive my car out here. I had it uh, shipped out here. I thought the people who shipped my car fucked my car up. I was like, what is happening? My car doesn't drive right. Like it's all shaky and and it sounds weird and <laughs> duh. And it just turned out that yeah, no, the roads are just yeah. When you have weather. Yeah. When you have weather and you have to intervene to make the roads drivable because capitalism, uh, <laughs> it fucks up the road and thus your car sounds like it's dying. Yeah. So, yeah. We were talking about... Uh... We talked about a lot of things. <laughs> we talked about... Um... The human trajectory to eventually be able to flex and not give a shit enough to lick her own booty hole. Yep. I just talked about farting cats. <laughs> okay, like, once again, I'm sorry, but also I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call this the ruinous rabbit hole. Okay. I'm actually taking notes right now as to what we're what I'm going to add to the description. And I currently have farting cats, what's enlightenment? <laughs> uh humans be complicated, yo. Attraction theory. Uh attachment. Oh, attachment. Why did I say attraction? Yes. Dumbass. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about farts and booty holes. You tell me. Oh no! Is that what they call? Is that <laughs> was that your Freudian no! slip there? <laughs> no. I mean, okay. If you've ever met DJ Rebirth, maybe, maybe it is a Freudian slip. Okay, attachment theory, um, and uh, nature. Oh, uh, yeah, nature, nature. All right. Nature's wild ride. Nature's wild ride. I like that. All right. And we'll call it ruinous rabbit hole. <laughs> 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 Whoops. Sorry. But also, hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. No, for real. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, sorry it wasn't structured. But also, we hope you got some, like, amusement out of the fact that it wasn't structured. Um, we're just kind of... Ah. Every once in a while, I'll let Runes go wild. You have to, or else I might die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's gonna run out in the wild, eat some trash, roll around in it, <laughs> sniff some <laughs> farting cats. Hold on. Before we end. Okay, for real. Um, so, the other day, um, my because we had our um, learning and development, like, at all... Well, no, it wasn't learning and development. It was... Uh, the entire HR department, right? Because my department is kind of bundled into HR. And so it was like an entire department meeting. So basically the team leads from every section of the department have to like report out in these meetings. And so my team lead uh, put all of us together, all the instructional designers together and they were like, okay, so I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. First, what is a... A project that you're currently working on that really aligns with the current company goals like what's your current or your your biggest project so far that that does that and then the second question was uh what animal do you feel most represents you 
And, uh, you know, people are answering this question, whatever. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, whatever. I don't know. And then I realized, oh, I know the answer to the animal question. So I say what my project is. And then I'm like, okay, so I have two animals. The first is I'm okay. So, so I have two potential animals. Basically, I am either a raccoon or a magpie. <laughs> I am a raccoon because I could get a well with animals and people, but I prefer to be alone, right? Like I prefer to be solitary. Um, I eat trash or I collect trash is what I said. Specifically when I go on walks, <laughs> like I just grab all the shiny. The shiny comes home with me. And in my instance, shiny is usually sticks or rocks. Um, so yeah. So with that in mind, Venera, what animal? I'm putting you on the spot, by the way. So this sucks. Oh, what animal do you think most represents you and your personality? Oh, fuck if I know me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Think about it. And then we'll answer it later. But yeah. I'm either a raccoon or a magpie. <laughs> I don't know. That That's a hard one. I, like, just thinking of all the... Because when I think, oh, what animal best represents you, I immediately go to, like, all the animals I know that I love. And it's like, wait, but you're nothing like that. Yeah, no, that's, that's the first thing that happened to me. It took me, like, a good hour and a half before I realized, no, I really am a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I like rac raccoons, but raccoons aren't like my favorite animal, right? So, but yeah, I am very much like a raccoon. Same with magpies. Like, they're not my favorite animal, but like, yeah, I'm a magpie. <laughs> I'm any corvidae that like wants to collect all the shiny. <laughs> See, like when you say those, like I would even get those before you even said that. <laughs> Like, those would be my answers. But for me, like, I don't know. Yeah, the other thing that came up was on, I think, I remember if it was Friday or Thursday, but we had our learning and development team meeting, which is kind of like the HR meeting, but more specific to the learning and development meeting. And uh, they asked a similar question, which was, out of these four Disney movies, what character are you and whatever? And I couldn't answer because I hadn't watched any of those movies in a really long time and I didn't really remember them. But it's, it started a conversation about, like, Disney movies and stuff. And Fern Gully came up. Like, our Disney movies and movies from the 90s, right? So Fern Gully came up and I was, like, I put in the chat, I was like, oh, Ferngully? I am definitely baddie. <laughs> <laughs> and my coworker Jackie is like, oh yeah, you are definitely baddie. <laughs> so yeah. I I am I'm chaos. That's that's a hard one. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna force you to think about that right now. Well, I mean, you're not forcing me, it's just no, it took... Whenever somebody's like, what are you most like? I'm just like, well, that that requires a level of introspection that I <laughs> don't fucking possess. No, see, that's, that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, you just asked a really complicated question. Like, I know you're trying to be fun, and most people can, like, interpret that fun and, like, just answer 
without like really giving a shit about whether it's accurate or not but you don't understand i need this to be <laughs> completely on the nose <laughs> like yeah no so it took me about a couple of hours before I could answer the question, which if yeah, now I've got like an existential crisis <laughs> going. What animal would I be? What even am I? Do I even animal? <laughs> Do I even animal? I mean, okay, let's see. No, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to you. Like I, I was gonna say, like it wouldn't surprise me. If you said that you were most like a cat, but not like any cat, right? Like, like a cat in general, but like, like for me, I feel like you would be the most fluffy cat that was like affectionate, but also very discerning. But like, I also feel like that oversimplifies you. So I feel like you're not a cat. You're not a yeah, cat. like dog or cat is the most simple answer yeah. ever. No, you, you, Venera, like my instinct says, oh yeah, she's she's a big old fluffy kitty, but like you're not, you're not like that's that's too simple. You are much more complex than that. Um, but of course, because yeah, you can look at people and be like, oh yeah, you're a dog, you're a cat. Oh yeah, you're a my, dog, you're a cat. My, my <laughs> husband would immediately say, you're a bird. Like, to me. To me. He'd be like, yeah, you're a bird. And I'm like, I'm not a bird. How dare? <laughs> um, I immediately think of that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where, like, uh, I think it's called Who Got Sweet D Pregnant? And, like, it's, like, Halloween, and everybody's at the bar, and they're, like, every person in the group is, like, telling their story about what happened that night. And each time someone retells the story, D gets more and more bird-like until it gets to Max's side of the story. <laughs> and she's just straight up in the bathroom talking to him. She's a fucking, it's literally an emu standing in the bathroom oh, wow. talking to him. It is my favorite scene. But like, yeah, that's that's what my, uh, my husband and my friend Killed Cure on Twitch would say. They would say, yeah, you're you're a bird. And I'm like, I'm not a fucking bird. You're, you guys are just dicks. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. So, yeah. You you are not a cat. But, but you're also a cat. Just like I'm a bird, but I'm not a bird. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Think about it. Now I'm going to be thinking about this for like the next couple of days. Yeah, no. And, and we can answer it in another episode. So. How dare you do this? I know. I'm sorry. I ruined. I ruined. <laughs> I have ruined your entire Saturday. This is yeah. I understand if you don't want to talk to me for a while. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. But in case anyone's wondering, I've decided I'm a raccoon or a magpie. Um, yeah. Why not both? A flying trash panda. Oh my god! Yes. Yes! A flying trash panda with really moody personality traits. <laughs> Could you just imagine angry raccoon, like, soaring through the sky, <laughs> landing on your face and mauling you? But then wanting to cuddle, like, shortly after that? Like, if I were- There was- If- 
I saw a Facebook video a long time ago of like some guy in overalls. I think he was probably like in southern North America because of how like hot it looked outside. Mm-hmm. And he's got this giant bowling ball of a raccoon. And I mean like this raccoon was so tubby it was like <laughs> a giant pig is what it looked like oh no that's a huge it, it was a ball it rolled around it could hardly walk oh no and this guy like was dancing <laughs> oh shit i'm wondering actually i wonder if that's the same guy because a while ago there was a dude that in um yeah somewhere in in the u.s he uh, he had a pet raccoon and like the um i think it was the state government tried to say like no you can't have her but he would post videos of her all the time i will have to find that and send it to you i think her name was rebecca was the name of the mm. raccoon but yeah it was the same thing he was in the shower he has like a did he have like a big old santa claus style beard I don't remember. I know he had a beard, and they were outside on a veranda porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Area, he was like dancing with dancing her. Dancing with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's the same thing. I will have to look that up and and confirm whether that's it. And the raccoon was very displeased, but also was so fat it couldn't do anything. Oh about no! It. Oh poor baby. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. I um shit i was gonna say something it, it had to do with the like uh the, the 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 irritability and then wanting to cuddle immediately after mm-hmm. um but i don't remember what it was so it's fine but yeah I, I i will see if the video that you're talking about is the one that whatever and if it is we'll post it in the discord <laughs> oh my goodness i know i'm sorry now i'm gonna be thinking of flying raccoons screeching in the air (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know you're welcome can you think of like how terrible the world would be if that was a reality (laughs) uh do you mean the best (laughs) i say as i can relate to it no the the apex predator flying fat raccoon (laughs) (laughs) oh i remember what i was gonna say it was stupid um yeah, it was the, the, like, being a piece of shit, like, angry, like, freaking out, and then wanting to cuddle afterward. And I was going to say, yeah, if I were Candy, I'd be Sour Patch Kids. That would be me. Like, you've seen the commercials <laughs> where they're, like, doing really shitty things, and then, like, people are like, oh, why'd you do the shitty thing? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, let me cuddle you. Yeah, yeah. sour and then sweet. Um, no, really, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not borderline, I promise. It's fine. Um... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, any parting words? <laughs> you too may one day be able to fart like a cat, fly like a raccoon, and lick your your bunghole. Oh God, the dream. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. With a secure attachment. Style. <laughs> oh hell yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for putting up with my, uh, uh, you know, my inability to focus on any one topic. Thank you, Venera, for being so gracious as to allowing mm-hmm. us to just freeform today. Um, we hope you all enjoyed today's episode, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you 
you so much for listening. This has been the Radical Softness Podcast. We are your hosts, Venera and Ruinous Rapture, and we hope that you got something valuable from today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or the episode, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at the handle RadSoftPod. You can also join our Discord for more discussions about today's episode, earlier and later content. A link to the Discord server can be found by going to radsoftpod.com and clicking the Join Our Discord link. For questions or business inquiries, you can reach out to us at radsoftpod at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. We really couldn't do this without you. Be well, and we hope to see you next time.